great to be joined this week by Josh Jacobs, a friend of mine. On here we are on iHeartRadio and the Tech of Sports, and Josh is the uh, the founder of uh, TGA Premier Sports. PlayTGA.com invites you to check all those out. And uh, TGA programs are uh, uh, an extension of classroom learning and incorporate sports uh, as uh, as part of uh, the learning process. Phys- physical education, fitness, rules and etiquette. Uh, Josh covers uh, all that with TGA and uh, as his uh, franchises do. And, and Josh, thanks for uh, joining me. You're in Southern California, uh, where it's probably a little cooler than it is here in, uh, in the South, but uh, pleasure to talk to you. Pleasure, Rick. Yeah, we've had this conversation uh, a lot of times. Uh, how many years now, uh, TGA, have you been? Uh, have you guys been going? I, I've lost track. Well, we we started in 2003 in LA. We branched out nationally in 2007 uh, with golf with golf programs, after school programs, camp leagues, and uh, then we went into the into the tennis world in 2012, and then we added uh, six. Sixteen sports in 2017. So we're uh, we're going on 15, uh, 16 years now, and we'll hit our millionth uh, we'll hit our millionth kid next year in 2020. Wow, that'll, that'll be a great story and, uh, and can't wait for that. And, uh, yeah, the growth has been phenomenal. Uh, your organization is, is so well run. Um, I just, uh, you're a wealth of knowledge. You, uh, you learn from what's going on. You learn from your mistakes, but you also learn from the trends that are out there. Uh, what, uh, what do you see out there when it comes to youth sports, uh, as far as trends now, Josh? Are you, uh, are you, uh, uh, seeing and uh, and and uh, utilizing that information on. Well, I think what what we're seeing, and you're you're seeing articles come out about it, and it's it's unfortunately uh, becoming all true. Uh, where where lower to middle income kids are, are really struggling to stay in sport, having the same opportunities as as people with means, and we we've got to kind of level the playing field and and not leave any kid behind. I think that's uh, that's one of our credos here at, at TGA. Uh, you know, sports change lives and everything from academics to to the athletic benefits of, of our programs. We've got to be able to have introductory programs that are self-sustaining and run by entrepreneurs, uh, especially in the tennis world and, and, you know, the golf world as well, the individualistic sports. So I, I think uh, I think what we're seeing, unfortunately, is, is, is people with means, and we're not seeing programs that, that can be self-sustaining and, and programs that can be affordable brought to the families. Uh, that's kind of the first step, the introductory level, the bottom level of the pyramid, and that's, that's what I feel the, the sports world needs to concentrate on because from there you're going to activate their interest, you're going to activate their passion, and they're going to be able to take it somewhere with, uh, with a player pathway depending on what that sport is. Yeah, with my friend Josh Jacobs, uh, TGA Premier Sports, playtga.com. And, and Josh, while the organizations, the governing bodies are not doing well with that, why is that something that you guys do well? Well, I think it's twofold. Um, you know, I wouldn't say all governing bodies aren't doing well in terms of, of growing individualistic sports and golf mm-hmm. and tennis, but I think what differentiates our program is, is entrepreneurialism. And having unique programs that merge academics with athletics and, and creating self-sustaining programs throughout communities that, that, that really create ecosystems of youth sports. Uh, I, I think, you know, I know we're concentrating on tennis here. Uh, you know, tennis numbers are, are relatively flat, although I think they're a little misleading right now. You know, tennis players are getting older. 
they've got more time to play. It's, it's really the same people playing the sport, and they're aging out. We've got to get young people into the sport. And, you know, the USTA, I, I'm not sure that they're realizing that the U.S. Open does not grow the sport, and neither do marketing campaigns like Next Generation. It's a wonderful platform. Um, it, it's great to get the industry together, but it's not something to rely on. When we rely on entrepreneurial people who want to grow sports locally, there's local stakeholders who want to do that, that's where, we, uh, that's where the tennis industry uh, is going to thrive. Yeah, we're right in the middle of uh, the U.S. Open right now, Josh, as uh, uh, as this airs, and uh, it's the anchor event for the USTA. It's a uh, it's one of the biggest sporting events in the world in terms of exposure and, and attendance. Um, you know, it's exciting. They have night matches. It's flashy. Uh, you have all the stars. What uh, you, you have to have this event, but how can how would you or how can you think the USTA can uh, can can make it more uh, uh, local or make it more uh, appealing to the, uh, the 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 demographics that tennis is missing right now. Well, I've never, I, I've really never been one to not be opinionated, but I, no, I, really, the nail on the head. Yeah, I mean, you hit, you hit. <laughs> we've known each other a long time. We've, uh, you know, you hit the nail on the head. What the USTA has done with the U.S. Open, the U.S. Open series, is the second to none. Um, that event, I, I've been to it the last, you know, seven years. It's, it's fantastic, and the way they transform the National Tennis Center is first class all around, and, and it shows. And, and the coverage is better with ESPN. It's, it's just fantastic. But if, if I were running the USDA in terms of the finances that, that, that they make from that event, and if I were allocating that money, I would absolutely kill high-level player development. I would not put any money into that. Let the entrepreneurial folks the best coaches in the country, let them take that over. It doesn't need to be governed. And, and to look right at it, I mean, look at the look at the other side of the coin with individual sports. Let's look at golf. The PGA, the PGA Tour, they have no say. They don't do anything when it comes to high-level player development. And look where golf is from a popularity standpoint, a prize money standpoint, a tour, an overall valuation of an industry standpoint. So if I were the USDA... I would put more money and resources into introductory and recreational programs that activate local communities, make it self-sustaining, fund places that need to be funded, use entrepreneurial people, activate your sections, and create a cohesive player pathway. Um, but that's easier said than done with the, with, with the governance structure of the USDA, and it's something that's been talked about for a very long time. And there aren't many people that know how to do it. That's, that's the bottom line. But, but Josh, hasn't that ship's kind of sailed? Because we have a uh, multi-million dollar USTA campus now in Orlando uh, that uh, even though anyone can go there and play, it's really aimed at the high-level uh, elite uh, player-type uh, developing uh, uh, formula there, that's uh, that's really kind of, that's really what's going on there. I mean, uh, it, you know, if Area 51 is housing aliens, uh, you know, the USTA the USTA National Campus is housing the you know that's where all the elite players hang out. So they've al- they've already put all that money into that. They can't backtrack on that. 
Well, no, they can't. But I, I think there's many, many other uses of that facility there, fans, that they've, that they've done great work with. I mean, the college events that they're doing there. Uh, there are the local leagues culminating in national championships are going to be there. And that's not ultra-high competitive. I, I, I think that there's a, a ton of resources that they can deploy to use that facility for other than high-level player development. And listen, I, they're also now the trend with sections is to look into high-level, large facilities. It's happening in Southern California. I know that USDA Mid-Atlantic is also looking to do that in their area. I've heard other talks uh, of other sections doing that. So it, that seems to be the trend. And, and yeah, that is the, the, the sexy part of the sport, right? It absolutely is. If we can create that next men's champion or have all these women champions coming up behind Serena and Venus, etc., that's certainly where the sexy part is. But let's not forget about the tennis manufacturers. Let's not forget about you know the, the, the ball manufacturers. Let's not forget about the other the other organizations and corporations in the tennis industry that are not doing so well because participation is is flat at best. So I think for the overall health of the industry, champions are going to be champions. Yes, and I, I, I do think it's aided with specific level coaching, but I think that with the money in tennis now and in sports, that's going to happen no matter what. So I think people will find a way to get to that level, but finding a way to get people into tennis, creating that passion, getting them in a player pathway, that is even more important to the long-term success of tennis in this country. Well, one, one other trend was touch on, Josh, is the trend where cities and municipalities are building these 50 to 100 court tennis facilities uh, in hopes of, you know, running uh, their chamber of commerces and their visitors bureaus, having these tournaments and drawing people to the area. Uh, Raleigh's going to build one. They're looking at building a couple here in Atlanta. They've already built one in Mobile and and, and some other places. Are we overbuilding tennis courts with, without a plan in place for how we're going to fill these courts? Well, I, I, I look at that with golf, right? So yep. it's kind of a it's kind of analogous to when Tiger came on the scene. Everyone said, "Oh, we're going to have this massive boom, and Tiger's going to bring all these players." It didn't happen, um, and and it wasn't sustainable. And that's why you're seeing the huge correction in the golf industry right now, with courses closing, uh, being redone, getting used for housing, all sorts of things going on there. You know, tennis, if, if, if the cart before the horse, and I'm not sure which one should come first, we could probably argue both ways, Rick, but if you build the facilities, you have to have demand to, to get people to them. And so I think it's got to happen simultaneously, and right now, just as you identified, we're only seeing the investment in the facility. I don't think we're seeing the investment at the grassroots level. Because for that facility to be self-sustaining, I don't think one tournament a year is going to make that happen. No. And 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 so and so the question then is becomes how what else are they doing to aid that facility, activating that community, getting more people to play tennis in that community to make that facility self-sustaining? Otherwise, it's going to fall by the wayside, and you're going to have the same problem in five to seven years that you're having with golf right now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, wrapping up here with Josh Jacobs, 
playtga.com done a great job with the franchise model in uh um, in, in getting kids involved in sports and, and participation up and quality instruction and good people. So uh, uh, TGA focuses on uh, installing a passion for sports in kids uh, without forcing it, forcing it on them. It's about fun. Uh, it's about uh, something in addition to their, what they get at school and an opportunity for kids. So uh, one, one sport or one activity, Josh, that's not having a problem with participation is uh, is pickleball right now? What's your, what's your opinion? I wanted to get your opinion on pickleball. Huh. I'll be on the spot. I, uh, I I think that it's sized appropriately. I think it's inviting for 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 more people. I think it's easier to learn. I, I wish there was a way to incorporate that into a into some funnel into tennis. And uh, you know, I hope that that is for the tennis industry's sake. I really hope that there's an ability to do that here in the future because yeah, it's, it's hot right now. Uh, I hear mixed, uh, I hear mixed, uh, mixed comments about the age group, and it's, is it really skewing younger? Uh, so I, I'm not sure if we're if we're seeing that as much as we'd like right now, but I, I do think that tennis still will prevail over pickleball, and the, and the reason is is because. There's national championships. There's money. There's sponsorship. There's there's so much more money and player and in a player pathway through tennis that that carrot at the end, um, as well as looking up the people who who are at that carrot for your recreational players. That's going to exist where it doesn't exist with pickleball yet. So tennis, I think, still has a leg up, but it could be a great feeder system for the industry. Uh, that, that hopefully we, we figure out how to work together with. I, I definitely agree. And, you know, ten, pickleball's not going to replace tennis, but I think there is some synergy. Um, wrapping up here with Josh Jacobs. Josh, what's, a, what's one thing you hear from your franchisees that, uh, that is kind of common or a common thread and uh, something maybe you guys have uh, on tap for, uh, for the next 12 months that maybe you can let out of the bag? I think uh, the, the common thread is growth. I think that it, it, tennis is a wonderful sport, and people just don't have access to it. Um, yes, it's easy to find a court. Yes, it's it, it's easy. You know, it's not hard to get a racket. Rackets are priced great. You don't you don't need to have the amount of equipment that you need for golf, but you need to find players to play with you in order to play tennis and learn tennis. And so, I think the key for the next 12 months is, is continuing to grow these introductory. Uh, programs in schools, community centers, churches, temples, really anywhere that there's space, we bring a program to. And then you funnel that, you take their passion, uh, and you, you merge the programs with both athletics and academics. We incorporate theme into our program, so it's really the science behind tennis, how it works, and why it works. And then you get them to the next level, you get them to that facility with their friends and their families, and that's where the memberships happen, that's where the private lessons happen. That's where that ability for them to take that passion to the next level happens and keep them in the sport. And for us, it's just growth, and, and, and it's just increasing participation. We've gone over 200,000 kids have come to our program in tennis now, and uh, that's the name of the game for the next 12 months for sure. 
That's that's absolutely incredible. I know you don't like to toot your own horn uh, that much, Josh, but I do it for you. I've, as you know, I've written numerous things. I've I've mentioned you guys and talked about you guys ad nauseum. Um, I'm I'm a big believer. I'm a big supporter. And to me, you're one of the uh, you're, you're probably the top un, underrated or under the radar uh, sports uh, program and organization in the country. So uh, so I, I always tell you to keep up the good work, and I'm always following what you're doing. No, I mean under the radar in a sense where you're not, uh, you're not, you know, you're not the uh, the USTA or the PGA, but you're you're because you're different than that. But uh, but more and more people are uh, are are recognizing what you guys are doing, and uh, it's all worthwhile. So uh, I'm, uh, as you know, I'm a big supporter. Well, I appreciate that. It's uh, it's it, it, it's good to talk to you after all these years and continue to hear your growth and, and hopefully TGA continues along the same path you have. And uh, let's, let's have a great U.S. Open. Let's do that. Let's enjoy the rest of the U.S. Open, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Rick.